City First Church family, thank you so much for joining us online this weekend. I am so glad that you are tuned in wherever you are watching this message from. I just believe that God is up to something right here, right now, wherever you're watching from, through your phone, through your iPad, through your Apple TV, through your television, wherever you're watching this from. Um, I just want you to know that today's message is going to help you. And uh, I want you to know that last weekend, uh, there were 36,000 streams and 200 salvations. And I want you to know that that's because of you, because you have been inviting your friends, inviting your family, and so many people have tuned in. And I just want to encourage you to continue to do so. And I just think that today uh, we're all trying to figure out direction during a pandemic. What do we do next? What's going to happen next? And if it's your first time joining us today, I want you to know that today's message is going to help you find some direction in the middle of a pandemic. I think all of us have been trying to navigate a new normal while simultaneously hoping things go back to an old normal. I don't know about you, but it wasn't until a month and a half ago that I even learned what the word pandemic even meant. Like, I didn't even know what what it was. And whenever you don't know what something is, you naturally respond to it the way that other people respond to it. So if you run to Target and get as much toilet paper and hand sanitizer as you possibly can, then then that's exactly what I'm going to go do. Uh, The very first week that this pandemic started, I remember there was a six-day stretch where I went to Target to get something every single day. I mean, it didn't. It started off with toilet paper. Then it just started venturing in to all types of stuff. You know, because when you go to Target, you start buying stuff you don't even need. Listen, I was there getting snacks, wipes, sprays. We don't need diapers, airborne tablets, bug spray. Y'all know I don't go outside messing around with no bug. Well, well, why am I buying sunblock right now? Okay, it just, it just, it just overtook me. Okay, listen, day five, I swear, I bought some jeans. Okay some jeans. Now, my wife, she has the Target app, so she can see anything that I buy at Target. Okay, I walked in the house. She said, you mean the world is preparing for a national lockdown, and you decided that you needed some some jeans? I'm like, you know what? When this thing is over, somebody's got to have a party, and, and you know, somebody got to look fresh, you know? Needless to say, I returned the jeans. I, I saw a couple in the frozen food section, it was hilarious. There, there was this husband, and he said, hey, should I grab a, a frozen pizza? And the wife snapped, she, and she said, I am tired of frozen pizza. I said, ma'am, we all are. We all are. We're all trying to navigate a pandemic with the mirage of emotions. One of those emotions is boredom. <laughs> Tiger King came and went. New Trolls movie distracted our kids for the weekend. We're annoyed with half of the people we follow. Every time somebody posts something, we're like, ah, we've been put in group chats that we we feel stuck in. We can't leave them because there's that one person in the group that's got an Android phone. Green bubbles. God loves green bubbles. Uh, the other prevailing emotion during a pandemic, though, is, is fear. And rightfully so. There's a highly contagious, deadly virus spreading across our country that has impacted our wallets, relationships, careers, and our homes maybe forever. And experts can 
really only give us an educated guess as to what will happen next. But who, I mean, who really knows? I mean, fear gives us this paralyzing feeling that, man, I, I, I don't know what to really do next. But here's what no one tells us about fear. The side effect of fear is a high degree of self-preservation. The more afraid we are, the more we will look out for ourselves. Think about it. When someone is swimming, okay, and uh, they, they, they're underwater a little bit too long and water begins to fill their lungs, nobody thinks. Wonder how my mom's doing. Like, like, you don't think that. No, you think about you. If you were being chased by a bear, you wouldn't think to yourself, I think my neighbor could use some help, you know, with their lawn. Like, we, we, we don't, we just don't think that way. When I was in college, I was walking with some friends downtown Minneapolis one time at night, and, and we were all just going to hang out. I think we were going to the movies or something. And out of nowhere came this raccoon, okay? The next thing I remember, I was three blocks away, okay? And my friends were yelling, Ryan, what are you doing? And how did you get all the way over there so fast? Apparently, I ran across traffic, jumped over a flower bed across the street, and, and just started, you know, dipping and diving and going all over the place, and I just ended up three blocks away. Apparently, when I'm scared, I turn into LeBron James, okay? I can outrun and outjump anything and anybody. All I knew is that my life and my story was not going to end with a wild raccoon attack. My friends were amazed at how fast I got to where I was going. I was amazed at how my mentality shifted from, these are my guys, these are my homies, these are my bros, and I've got their back no matter what. Insert raccoon. And now my mentality is, it's every man for himself. I mean, it's silly, but isn't, it isn't just about the same right now at grocery stores, except we're not talking about raccoons. We're talking about toilet paper. Most of us walking into a grocery store right now are thinking about our toilets, our pantries, our fridges, our freezers, our health, our lives. Some of us won't even speak to others who are 60 feet away for the fear that they might have that Rona. Spoiler alert, today's message is going to encourage you to go in a direction that is counter culture. Um, I want to read in Proverbs 11, verse 25. It says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I want to teach you today to do something that maybe you're not naturally going to do. Naturally, we're going to be people that self-preserve. But today, I actually want to encourage you during a pandemic to look out for someone else. In a day and age when we're two clicks away from a death count and two swipes away from more news to make us more worried and anxious and afraid about the future, we can easily fall for the trap of being fixated on how a pandemic affects us and us only. I just want us to pause for a moment and begin to ask ourselves this question. Who are we becoming in the midst of this? Today, I want to encourage you with the words of someone 
who uh, was very familiar with adversity, very familiar with crisis, and he is the Apostle Paul. He uh, wrote letters to the first century Christians about how to conduct themselves while often living under persecution. And I want to look at the second chapter of Philippians. Uh, Philippians, what you need to know, is one of what are considered Paul's prison letters. These, these were letters. He wrote four letters in prison, one of them being Philippians. And, and that's important to know because I want you to know that the words that I'm about to read to you do not come from a person who's on vacation and disconnected from hardship. Paul is actually encouraging the church in the middle of one of his darkest hours. It says this, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, NIV version. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. The ESV says it like this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Another version says, consider others more important than yourselves. Another version says, esteeming one another, surpassing themselves. Another version says, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Another version says, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no version of this verse where we can read it, where we get to be first. I mean, he's encouraging us to value others above, count others more significant, consider others more important, esteem one another, regard one another, think of others better. I mean, you pick whichever one you want to go with, and, and I promise you, it will change your life. I mean, you got to start asking yourself, what would it look like if I just began to look at my world and just considered others? Verse 4 goes on to say, don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. In the middle of a pandemic, quarantine, shelter in place, lockdown, everybody homeschool, wash your hands, economic crisis type of life that you and I are living in right now. It's so easy to think about how everything has impacted us. And I get it. It's hard to value others above yourself when you're the one that's sick. It's hard to consider others more important than you when you're the one that's been furloughed or laid off. It's hard to think of how other parents are doing when you're losing your mind with your own. It's hard to esteem others if we're comparing one another to each other all day on social media. I'm not encouraging you today to deny the reality of a pandemic that's happening whether we like it or not. I'm encouraging you to draw a line between something that is happening to us and who we're becoming as a result of that something. You can't control what happens, but you can make a decision about the person you want to be. And I don't want to lose sight of what's happening with others being so focused on what's happening with me. Right now, I have a friend that is going through a divorce. I have another friend that lost her mom to cancer and wasn't allowed to have a funeral gathering. 
I wish cancer took a year off while we dealt with COVID-19, but it didn't. I have numerous friends who've gone to the doctor to get checked out and was told it's, it's just the flu. And my natural reaction is, oh, thank God it's not that COVID. But thousands of people die from the flu all the time, but yet I may not even be considered of somebody that's sick with something else. I have a friend a couple weeks ago who's a 15-year-old, unfortunately committed suicide. And it just, it just kind of woke me up to the realization that there are other things still going on in somebody's life. Welcome to the otherhood. That's the title of today's message. Welcome to the otherhood. It's the place where we put what's going on with others above what's going on with me. I pray that I don't lose my compassion for everything being so focused on just a pandemic. A massive pause button has been pressed on our worlds, but the internal chaos remains. I pray that we don't fall for the who's been the most impacted by the pandemic comparison game against each other. I believe something powerful can happen in our our lives. When we take our eyes off of us and it, and consider someone else's above our own. I know it's hard for me. I know it's hard for you. But let me tell you who it was actually hardest for. Jesus. In fact, that's where Paul takes us next. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. The word fashion in the Greek word is schema. This was a word used in ancient times to depict a king who actually would exchange his royal garments for the clothing of a beggar, for just a brief period of time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what Jesus Christ has done for you and has done for me. He has exchanged places for us. And that was not easy for Jesus. Paul is laying it out for us, crystal clear. He knows being considerate of others during a hard time is a tough thing to do. That's why he points us to the life of Jesus as a model to follow. And then Paul, he goes on in chapter two to brag about two men. He goes on to tell us in verse 20, he says, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself Like a son with his father, he has served me in preaching the good news. Paul commended this guy for genuinely caring for others. And then the next guy's story is even better. Verse 25 through 26, he says, Meanwhile, I thought I should send Ephrodites back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier. And he was your messenger to help me in my need. 
I am sending him because he has been longing to see you and he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. Verse 30 says, for he risked his life for the work of Christ. He was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. I mean, here's a guy who's sick, but serving. Here's a guy that doesn't have much in the tank, but giving. Here's what I know about you and me. We all love being the recipient of someone who puts our needs above theirs, don't we? I mean, we all want to work with, next to, and for that kind of person. We all want to hang out with that kind of person. We all want to date that kind of person. We all love being married to that kind of person. We want our children to grow up and be those kind of people. And in the middle of a pandemic, I want to encourage you, be that kind of person. I want you to be the person in somebody else's life that you love to have in yours. The best question each of us can ask during a crisis is what can I do for others? What can I do for others? Ladies and gentlemen, it is easy to think about what does it mean for you and how this affects you. One of the best things that we could do is go, you know what? Is there somebody else in my world right now that could use my help while being socially distant? Here's a few options. Pray. You can pray for people. That's a massive need. And we live in a day and age now where I'm praying for you is a common phrase that can often be said, but not true. I mean, just think about it. Have you ever told somebody I'm praying for you and then you didn't? I mean, really, I'm praying for you is the new, I'm thinking of you, really, is, is probably a, a more accurate thing that we could, we could say. But you know what? I've been challenging myself lately. Not to tell people that I'm praying for them, but to actually pray for them. Sometimes when I'm getting off the phone with them, I'll, I'll even say, hey, man, what, what if I just prayed for you right now? I, I got a friend um, in, in my life who is going through a very, very rough time, much beyond a pandemic and just some personal things going on in his life. And he had texted me and I, and I said, for what's going on with him, this demands a phone call, not a text message. So I called him and I said, man, I, I just had to call, man. How, how are things going? How, how are you holding up? How, how's your wife doing? And, and we're just going through the deal. And he's just telling me what's going on with his life. And he's just laying it out there. And, I, and I'm just, my, my heart's broken for him. And then he ends the conversation with this. He says, hey, man, how can I pray for you? I'm like, for me? No, 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 no. I, I, I know how I can pray for you. I said, man, no, man, like, I, I feel bad even receiving prayer from you, given what's going on with you. He goes, no, man, it would be my honor to pray for you. So I, I began to share some of the things that were going on in my life. And a guy going through a whole lot more than me sat on the phone and prayed for me for 10 minutes. And I just thought, man, he's the epitome of this message. He's the epitome of a person that's considering someone else to be more important than him. You know, another option that I think we all have that we can be doing during this time and what we can do for others, encouragement. I want to be a person that helps people pivot in a crisis. Our world 
may never be the same. And change doesn't come easy for everybody. Sometimes coming along someone via FaceTime or Zoom and letting them know that they can do it means the world. I believe we're all one compliment away from believing we can accomplish our dreams. Can you imagine if we were the people that said, you know what? I know there's a lot of negativity going on right now, but you know what? I'm going to be a person of hope. I'm going to be a person that decides to encourage people. Another option we have, listen, I mean, have you noticed that all of us could use a little bit of a psych evaluation right about now? I mean, have you just talked to those friends that have been sheltered in place, ain't left their house? I mean, I'm talking people that haven't even gone to their mailbox. You know what I'm talking Like those people, you get on the phone with them and you're just like, you're not okay. You, you, you probably could use a friend. You good? Talk to me. What's going on? And I think we should be people that now more than ever decide, hey, I'm going to be a person that decides to truly listen to the people in my world. Another thing that we can do, share resources. I have a friend who lives in New York, and the company that he works for was actually doing a raffle for toilet paper. And if you know this guy, like, trust me, he's the type of guy that just wins this type of stuff all the time. So he won an enormous amount of toilet paper, and uh, this is what he did. He actually uh, took it out and actually took one piece of toilet paper to every door at his apartment complex with a note on it that said, here's my number, call if you ever need anything. Listen, I hope that we can be creative. I hope that we can walk into grocery stores and walk into wherever we're going, the, the few places that we can go, and that perhaps we're not just thinking about our stuff and our world and our kitchen, but perhaps that we would keep our head on a swivel and realize there might be somebody else that is, that is in need. Thousands of people need food. Thousands of people need financial assistance. And while we're limited with social distancing, I think the church is still going to continue to be the church and be a beacon of hope in the city. I know that there's a lot of you that want to do something to help others, but you feel limited. And, and the needs aren't always right in front of you. But here's what I want to unashamedly encourage you to do today. If you're able, give to the City First COVID-19 fund. Here's the deal. My wife and I live in Dallas and care deeply about the community of faith that is represented at City First in Florida and Illinois, God behind bars. And to be honest, during a pandemic, uh, we've taken hits financially due to the fact that I travel and speak for a living. Now, I just speak for a living until further notice. But here's the deal. What Amanda and I have decided is that a crisis doesn't get to determine the type of people we want to be. And when given an opportunity, we always want to land on the side of being generous. So even for us this week, we're giving to the COVID-19 funds for City First because we want to make a difference in places that we can't physically go right now. And we want to invite you to do the same. If you would like to give to the COVID fund, you can, you can go to cityfirst.church and, and there's options there for you to give. I want you to know that through the COVID-19 fund, We've been able to give away 43,000 pounds of food to 600 households, feeding over 2,500 individuals, providing another 1,000 meals to the hungry through the Rockford Rescue Mission. 
And there's many ways that you can you can give through the app and all of that. You can you can text, you can download the app. There, there, you, you, you know how to do it if you really want to do it. Here's the reality. I want to encourage you, whether it's through the COVID-19 fund through City First or, or through your own resources, I want to encourage you, do something. Do something that makes you pause and say, you know what? Is there somebody in my life that I can consider above myself? In closing, I want to give you a few questions to discuss with your family over dinner, or if you're in a Zoom small group, you could talk about it that way. Answer this question. Number one, who are we becoming? Number two, what needs or needs are in our community? Number three, what can we do to meet that need from right where we are? Here's what I believe. Proverbs 11.25. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I believe that verse with all of my heart. It's my favorite verse. And in times where I didn't feel like I had a whole lot to give, I just remember going, you know what? That's not going to stop me from giving something. It's not going to stop me from praying. It's not going to stop me from listening. It's not going to stop me from encouraging somebody else. It's not going to stop me from giving because in light of the people and the person that I want to become and you want to become, we have to begin to ask ourselves, who are we becoming in the midst of this? And we actually get to make a decision about the direction of our life. Before we close today, I want to give each and every person an opportunity to surrender their life to Christ. Maybe for you, this is your first time joining a church online. You're not even really sure how this whole thing works, but you know that there needs to be a change in you. How in the world could I be a person that puts others above myself? Well, we look to Jesus. He's the one that surrendered all. He's the one that took our place when he didn't have to. He was a God and became a man for us. And if you'd like to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, would you just repeat this prayer after me? Say, Jesus, Thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. I ask now that you would be the Lord and Savior of my life. I surrender my future, my decisions, and my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, I want you to know if you prayed that prayer today, you just made the best decision of your life. Hey, would you do us a favor and let us know that you made that decision? There's going to be a text here at the bottom of the screen. If you text uh, this info to, to the correct number, what you're going to get is a, a download, a digital download that's going to kind of help you go through the next steps now that you've made this amazing decision. You can also click a button. Uh, on some of your devices where you can click a raised hand that says, hey, I made this decision uh, uh, on Facebook and online, uh, but we, we definitely want to connect with you. Please don't make that decision and just uh, not be able to have somebody guide you through uh, what your next steps are going to look like. City First, it has been an honor to get to come to your homes and wherever you are watching this message. Let me pray for you before I let you go. Lord, I thank you for every single person that's watching this message. I pray God, that you would help us do the hard thing, which is to consider others, value others, think of others better than ourselves. Next time we go to our grocery store, the next time we are walking in the neighborhood, Lord, 
might we think of what we can do for somebody else. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Love you, city first.